Good morning and welcome to our Sunday School lesson for today, Sunday, April 18, 2021. This will be lesson number seven for the unit Prophets of Restoration. Devotional reading will come from Daniel, the ninth chapter, fourth through the sixth verse, and the fifteenth through the nineteenth verse. Our background scripture will come from Nehemiah, the second chapter, verses eleven through twenty, uh, Nehemiah, the thirteenth chapter, verses one through twenty-two. Our print passage also coming from Nehemiah, the second chapter, 11 through the 20th verse. Our key verse for today. Said I unto them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waves, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, let us build up the walls of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Nehemiah, the second chapter. And the 17th verse of the King James Version. And the uh, NIV version of that same verse. I said to them, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. Our large subject, initiating renewal. Initiating renewal. On behalf of all of us at Antioch Missionary Baptist Church, 45 Church Street, Peterman, Alabama, Tona Springs, Alabama, 36471, where our telephone number is 251-564-2171. The church where everybody is somebody and Christ is the head. Reverend Waylon Olive is our pastor, Sister Joyce Olive is our first lady, and Miss Lisa Stavis is our clerk. We have a Sunday school every Sunday morning. Uh, at 9.30 a.m. usually, but, but since COVID, we have been scheduling services on Facebook and posting it on the church website um, there on Facebook as well. Our worship services are second, fourth, and fifth Sundays, normally at 11 a.m., but we have been, since COVID, doing uh, services on second, fourth, and fifth Sundays at 8.30 in the morning, and they are broadcast by um, our musician. Uh, Mr. Corey Robinson, uh, where Pastor Oliver brings the message on the second, fourth, and fifth Sunday. On behalf of all of us, we want to welcome you to the Sunday School lesson for today, April 18, 2021. The lesson aims. As a result of experiencing this lesson, the participants should be able to do these things. Examine why Nehemiah decided to restore the walls of Jerusalem and reform, revive the Sabbath law. Appreciate Nehemiah's feelings and behavior in restoring the walls and reforming Jewish worship. And thirdly, identify why ways to restore worn parts of faith community and revive traditions that honor God. Key verses for today, key terms. Uh, gates, it's called shalal, gate, gateway, uh, rebuild. It's a Hebrew word called banah. Uh, to build again, build up. Also, gates is a Hebrew word, Shabbat, that we said before, Shalad, rather. All right. We hope everything is going well for you. Let us go to the throne. Our Father and Savior, Jesus Christ, the maker and creator of all things, thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to teach thy word. Thank you, Jesus, for those that have the ear to hear and a heart that is open to God's word. 
Thank you, Jesus, for the trials and tribulations that we are experiencing in this life. Thank you for those who are going through bereavement. Thank you for all that we endure here on this earth, as we always know that you are preparing us for a better place. We reach out to all of our church members. We reach out to all of um, the folks that are in tune to God's word. We reach out to all the folks across the world in the need of prayer and know that God is the answer to their problems. Be with us and guide us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Be with our military forces and all of those that are on the arms and those that are in war. Be with us and guide them, Jesus. Give us the rest and the understanding that we need that we may continue to carry your word. Be with my family and all the families that love Jesus Christ because God loves us all. Let someone hear the word and want to come to you, Jesus. These are many blessings. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, as we ruffle the pages here, why this lesson matters? Wise people are usually contemplative before they make major decisions. How should one react after carefully considering a major decision? Nehemiah set out to rebuild the wall after praying and surveying the ruins. What about the walls of your life? What about the walls of your situation? What about what's going on where you are, where you need to uh, rebuild? Restoration is an important part of everybody's life. Sometimes things get broke down. Sometimes things need repair. But there is always a time to build up what has been destroyed or torn down. It's always time. But you must have guidance and understanding to know when something is broken. All right, the lesson in focus. Those who committed to God and his people have a deep abiding concern for his, re- his reputation and the well-being of his people. Nehemiah is a noteworthy example of this. While serving as a cupbearer to the king, Atrax of Persia, he received disturbing news about the condition in Jerusalem, his ancestral homeland. God promised of orchestrating the return of those exiled in Babylon had been fulfilled, but political autonomy had not been realized. The devastating destruction of the city of Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar left the city without a protective wall and vulnerable to the assault from surrounding enemies. Focused opposition had successfully prevented the reestablishment of Jerusalem as a city capable of defending itself and protecting the rebuilt temple. This condition posed both a physical and spiritual dilemma. Nehemiah initially responded to news concerning Jeremiah, Jerusalem rather, with a four-day fast and intercessory prayer, weeping and grieving for his people and their plight. In his prayer, Nehemiah identified with the sins of his people and asked God to remember his promise to Moses to return his exiled people to their homeland. He asked God to remember him as he went to seek permission to go to Jerusalem and assist with the physical and spiritual restoration of a city. Spiritual and physical restoration of the city. Spiritual restoration of your soul and your life that you are going through. It's always time to do that. Seek God first in guiding you. When things get broke down. The lesson in context. 
The book of Nehemiah is a chronological memoir of Nehemiah's time as governor of Jerusalem. Authorship of this book is a credit to Ezra, the scribe priest who was Nehemiah's contemporary in ministry and to the remnants that had returned to Jerusalem from Persia. According to God's promise, the book of Ezra and Nehemiah were originally written as a single book. Bible scholars have suggested Ezra's authorship because of the detailed reference to administrative documents from Persian archives mentioned in both books. Nehemiah divinely orchestrated tasks as the civil leader of Jerusalem was to oversee the public works and to secure national defense by leading the projects of rebuilding the wall around the city. That's in chapters 1 through 7. As a co-laborer with Ezra, he played an instrument role in restoring spiritual renewal among the people. You can see that in chapters 8 and 13. Thematically, the book, thematically, thematically, the book is a unique in its focus on Nehemiah's obedience to God and his prayerful dependence on God for the successful completion of the rebuilding mission. Nehemiah is also recognized as a model of effective spiritual leadership. Some open inquiries. What was Nehemiah's initial focus when he arrived in Jerusalem? Why did he choose to secretly about his purpose to come into Jerusalem? How might his mission have turned out definitely had he revealed his plans among his arrivals? Describe Nehemiah's strategy for winning the support of the people to rebuild the wall. Why is it wise to refuse to engage in negative debates with those who oppose or ridicule your, you and your ministry. Powerful words to understand here in regards to how God said, don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. Sometimes you have to do things in secret. You can't tell everybody everything. Those who have uh, <clears throat> uh, thoughts of stopping you will have, can plan and strategize on preventing you from doing what you have chosen to do. Insights. God has a plan and purpose for every season. He looks for those who are committed and submitted to his leadership. With a servant's heart toward his people, Nehemiah was the kind of servant, and God used him to direct the reconstruction of the walls around Jerusalem. What type of person are you? Are you a servant? Are you a giver? Are you a person that would do? Do you honor people that do honor? What type of person are you? Are you a servant? Are you a servant? And most of all, are you a servant of God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, the Holy Spirit? All right. Nehemiah humbly and wisely acknowledged God's guidance in the reconstruction project, repeatedly crediting his success to the good hand of the Lord. In today's spiritual climate, the church desperately needs leaders with the exemplary leadership qualities and attitude of Nehemiah. Exploration. There are several valuable leadership lessons in Nehemiah's story for those who have been called or assigned to manage a spiritual task, including the following. Number one, begin any task with prayer for divine guidance. Seek God's power and his will. 
Number three, establish function and achievable goals before the mission begins. Number five, I'm sorry, number four, identify with the work team. Encourage their participation as co-laborers. Number five, acknowledge God as the source of success. And six, face opposition and ridicule with self-confidence. And seven, refuse to engage in negative arguments with opponents as you unpack the lesson contents and print passage. Help your students identify these principles and discuss their potential for accomplishing effective ministry. Challenge any ministry leader in your class to compare and contrast their content, style, or leadership with these principles and commit to use any that are relevant to them. Wise words about before you begin a task. Number one, begin your task with prayer. Seek God's guidance from the beginning. All right? Okay, let's go to the um, commentary on Nehemiah, the second chapter, verses 11. Nehemiah, the second chapter. Nehemiah, the second chapter, verses 11 through 15. And we begin. So I came to Jerusalem, and there, three days. Jeremiah is in Jerusalem. Jeremiah is in Jerusalem. And I rose in this night, and I... And some few men with me, neither told I any what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem, neither was there any beast with me, save the beast that I rode upon. Jeremiah is sitting in a situation. He is in secret. He's got some confident followers with him. And anything you, you do, there are people that are at your side that are willing to side with you and prepare with you as you do things in the right manner. He didn't go all bold with the horns blasting. He went in the night, in the quiet of the night, to do what he needed to do. All right. Step is to seek out, to find out what condition the walls were really in and how bad things really were. Okay? Sometimes when people are with you that got too much mouth and too much uh, whatever, they are broadcasting, talking about how bad stuff is. They'll tear everything down before you build it up. You have to use your wisdom that God has says, like we said before. Don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. Just do it and do it with confidence and encouragement through God. Number 13, and he went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well, and to the dome port, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. He went out to all the bad, the good, and the ugly part, even to the place where they um, used the bathroom and, and throw out waste. He, he surveyed everything. All right, let's go to the 14th chapter. Then I went on to the gates of the fountain and to the king's pool, and there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Ooh, it was so bad that he couldn't even... Riding horses or whatever they were riding couldn't even go through. That's bad, isn't it? All right. Then I went up in the night by the brook and viewed the wall and turned back and entered by the gates of the valley and so returned. He surveyed everything. And he got to places, as he said before, he couldn't even pass. 
It was just that bad, okay? All right. Sometimes people rush headlong into a task without stopping to consider the potential and the problems to be encountered. Successful leaders often know the importance of prayer for planning, for if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. This principle can be applied to any task, spiritually or otherwise. Before Nehemiah announced his purpose for being in Jerusalem, he spent three days in prayer for planning. Specifically, he considered his course of action. That's in verses 11 through 12, as we have already read. He planned it and he looked at it. He considered what he had to do. He secretly reviewed the terrain and surveyed the walls to determine the extent of the problem he faced. His exact route can only be estimated, but the names of the various reference points suggest an inspection route beginning on the west side of the city, continuing toward the southern section and ending on the east side. You can see that in verses 13 to 15. Being aware of internal enemies in the city, Nehemiah kept his counsel to himself until he had completed his research and devised his strategy. The conditions Nehemiah saw firsthand allowed him to see both potential and problems to be addressed. Nehemiah was convinced that God was with him, but he took the initiative to gather facts and use them as the basis for a plan of action. This is an effective leadership principle often missed or overlooked in developing action plans for ministry. God gives determinant to leaders who seek and follow his will so that they might choose the best means for achieving the best results. This is an effective leadership principle often, often missed in overlooking and overlooked in developing action plans for ministry. God gives discernment to leaders who seek and follow his will so that they might choose the best means for achieving the best result. As with Nehemiah, God-centered leaders can also discern the alligators in the swamp and how to avoid them. <laughs> that reminds me today when we was showing the grands around and we went to the lake and we went to the pond and went to other places today. And the little one was wanting to know where was the alligators? <laughs> All right. Uh, adult question. Why is planning such a key component of success? Why is planning a key component of success? You must plan. You must plan. You must know what you got to do. Plan. What's the word? You don't plan, you plan to fail. So plan correctly. Look at your situation. Go over it. Mold it over. Write it down. Document it. Look. Consult with God. Talk. Get it all squared away in your mind. This is what I got to do and how I got to do it, and here's the means that I got to do it. Okay, here we go. All right, so uh, here's another question for it. Have you been in times when you have, have you been in times where you have misread the level of a relationship or friendship and shared too much with the wrong people? Oh, we all know that, don't we? I expect why we can say it for the third time, don't let the right hand know what the left hand doing. Some people will destroy your plans before you put the plan into action. Okay, let's look at Nehemiah, the second chapter. Uh, 
uh, verses 16 through 18. We are continuing uh, and still in Nehemiah, the second chapter, verses 16 through 18. Here we go. And the rulers knew not whether I went or what I did, neither had I as yet told it to the Jews, nor to the priests, nor to the nobles, nor to the rulers, nor to the rest that did the work. See what I'm talking about? He didn't tell anybody. Only somebody he talked to was God Almighty, the Creator. Not even the people that's in charge. Not even the people that's going to do the work. Look at that. Does that tell you something about your plans and what you're planning on doing? You don't have to tell anybody. All right. Let's look at verse 17. Then I said unto them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste, and the gates there are burned with fire. Come, let us build up the walls of Jerusalem, that, that we be no more a report. When the stuff is broke down and looking bad, other folks know it and looking at it. That includes your yard, that includes your home, that includes your car, that includes whatever. Be real. Be factual. Do not be afraid of the truth. Know that God is still in control and you have to do things in a proper manner. Okay, let's look at verse 18. Then I told them of the hands of my God, which was good upon me, and as also the king's word that he has spoken unto me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. How did they strengthen their hands for their good work? They strengthened their hands with the knowledge about what was to be done. They strengthened their hands, the knowledge to know where the alligators were, as the young man said today, yesterday, as we looked around. And as I said in the scripture, Find out where the alligators are in the swamp. All the big problems you got to face in order to correct the problem. All right. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God. Told them I'm under the power and guidance of God. And what the king had said, what the king had said, sent a letter to open a way for him to get through, sent him a letter so he could get the timbers and stuff that he needed to rebuild. Everything was laid out. All except to do now is let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. Nehemiah has successfully done his homework. How about you? Have you did your homework in preparation for whatever you're going to do? Have you done your homework? All right, knowing his reliance on prayer, we can believe that he took his plans to God in prayer for direction. After he had completed his security survey of the project and was confident that his plans were workable, Nehemiah revealed it to the people. First, he challenged them to consider their deplorable conditions. Look at you. Look how things look. How bad you're trying. Look how bad you're Use whatever example you want to do to show people how difficult things are and what deplorable conditions are, how fell down, how things are falling apart. The condition of the city walls was more than deplorable. They were disgraceful because every aspect of the city represented the king of glory, represented God. How about you? You think about the things that you have and the job that you have? It's glory to God. Not to you, but the glory is to God. That's why when you go to work, you go to work like you're going to work for God. Because that's who you are going for. That's who gave you the job. Keep things in perspective. 
the home that you have, God bless you with that. He can take that anytime he gets you, the bank account, whatever you got, the car, your family, all those things. God made those things possible for you, especially for you. Whether you be single, married, whatever your situation is, God made those things possible, okay? And he can take them away. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. We know that from Scripture. All right. The city itself was a symbol of uh, God's presence among his people. Near my desire was that people would see themselves and knowledge their responsibility for the city's current condition and be moved to improve it. Nehemiah then challenged the community to join him in rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem by offering his own personal testimony that God was with him and he had given him favor before King Azrak verse. Nehemiah's willingness to work alongside for the people and his assurance that God was in charge of the probably helped to secure the people of willing support. You can see that in verse 18. Then I told them of the hands of God which was with me, and how the king's word to see, he gave them all the good stuff they needed to know to prepare them to work. All right. Nehemiah's willingness to work alongside the people and his assurance that God was in charge of the project helped to secure the people's willing support. The effective leaders help those who they lead to see themselves as capable of improving challenges in their condition. Sensitive spiritual leaders engage the people as co-laborers together and direct their focus on themselves and toward God. Here's a key thing about that. You often hear people say, Others have to buy in. In other words, they have to believe in the project, just as you do. They have to believe that they have resources. They have to believe that God is with them. So you as a leader, church leader, spiritual leader, deacon, pastor, Sunday school teacher, whoever you are, show leadership that other people will buy in as well. All right. Here's a couple of questions for you as we continue here of uh, the lesson and near from Nehemiah, the second chapter. Which of uh, Nehemiah's leadership strategies have you seen other leaders implement with success? You've been around long enough. You as a teacher, you as a preacher, as a teacher, uh, as a worker in, in the labor force at your job, on whatever type of work you do. How have you seen leaders do these things here and prepare to do what they need to do by informing and bringing everybody in and making them a part of the team. All right, we are all in this together, and here's why. All right, how important is it to have God's gracious hands upon us as we undertake significant projects, ministries, or missions for God? How important is it? It is very important. It is ultimate. It is the number one thing. That's why you pray first. You seek God's guidance first. Before you make your first step, seek God's guidance and what you need to do. All right. Let's go with uh, Nehemiah, the second chapter. We're still in the second chapter, verses 19, verses 19 through 20, as we close in on the end of this lesson. All right. But when Sanblat, the, at Sanblas the Haranite and Tobit the servant, the Ammonite and Gishon the Iron heard it, they laughed us to scorn. Do you ever begin something and some people begin to, to pity you and, and talk about you and saying this and I'm reminded just recently of my son when he was working at a car parts store in Montgomery and he had 
decided that he's going to go back to college and get his degrees and stuff like that. And guess who he said discouraged him? Hmm. His boss. Look at that. The boss. Some people just don't understand what you got planned and what your hopes are and what your visions are. And they will discourage you. That's why you need to go ahead, take God with you on the plans and begin to plan to, to be successful. Okay? All right. They was laughing at him, okay? Just like they were laughing at my son as he said he's going to go back to college. How many of you had people turn on you and say things that are not negative, that are negative to your success? They're not positive, but they are negative. They're, they're done to pull you down to make you not accomplish your task. Okay. I'm reminded when I was building my home uh, and how things, folks, it took me a long time to finish this home and how folks uh, said things to me about whatever that I was doing, okay? It's always whenever you do something, you want to you pull up and make a change, folks will be there to tear you down. The answer, I then said unto them, this is verse 20, the God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we his servants will arise and build that ye have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. Look at that. Oh, all you all talking about us like the dog, whatever it is. We will do it, and you will have no portion in it because you have not been supportive of our success. You want us to fail. All right. Then I answered to them, saying, and again, the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. See what he's saying? How about that? And most important tasks, whether secularly or in Christian community, those engaged must expect opposition in some form or ridicule. Many have rightly said that every great victory will be followed by a challenge with God's help. Nehemiah successfully challenged the people to respond to the call to rebuild the wall, but almost immediately enemies arose to oppose the project. Sanballat and Tobiah, district magistrates and leaders of Samaritan factions that opposed the rebuilding of Judah, were joined by Gishon, a ruler from an area south of Jerusalem. The men asserted the project was not approved by King Asherak. They were wrong, wasn't it? Because he sent a letter with him, giving him proof to get whatever he needed, making right away for him to get timber, whatever he needed to get the job done. The acts of evasion. That was the acts of evasion. Do you remember that? You know that? When you were stopping and trying to against for folks, those are rebellious acts that you are doing there. Prevented from opening attack in Jerusalem, the three resorted to ridicule and false accusation in an effort to stop the work before it began. Look at that. The accusation and rebellion against the king proved to be especially damaging to the projected momentum. Projected momentum. Nehemiah addressed the opposition by bringing the task into focus. You can see that in verse 20. That's the one we read the second time. Why right, the ones that are ridiculing and talking about it, you got no part in it. You don't want a successful, so you don't have no part in it, no kind of way whatsoever. You are against us and what we're doing. First, he affirmed that the good of God of heaven would enable them to succeed, that the Jews were God's servant. 
Every minister's task must be seen as God's work, enabled by his power at work through his servants. Remember that God works through you and I. God works through human beings. You are his servants. Spiritual leaders must see themselves as servants focused on God and not their own talent and ministry, skill, ability, human resources, or personal intelligence. Second, Nehemiah informed their opposition leaders that they had no present claim or past rights of ownership to Jerusalem. He left no room for any form of negotiation. Nehemiah also refused to openly debate or respond with unkind threats. There are times when leaders must negotiate, but when the will of God is explicit, clear there is no room for compromise. Nehemiah and those who join him in the task face opposition from others who align with the opposition, but the task was already successful because God's hand was in it. God used Nehemiah for the task of initiating renewal in Judea because his faith dedicated heart, his willingness to sacrifice personal time and energy, his dependence on prayer, his patient strategy planning, and his ability to motivate and focus people's attention on what God was doing. Look at that. All believers are called to engage in God's mission in the world today, primarily that of making disciples. Whether leaders or followers, the characteristics demonstrated by Nehemiah represent God's expectation for those who co-labor with him, with others, believers, and accomplishing his will. Powerful, powerful, powerful lesson. Why is it sometimes difficult to resist the temptation to respond negatively to ridicules and opposition? Oh, you just want to kick in that, don't you? You just want to hit him back. But you have to resist it. You have to resist it. Don't buy into it. All right, Nehemiah had courage. Why is courage an important quality for spiritual leadership? Explain briefly. Courage is very important. You do not want to be cowered down by fear. Fear is not of God. Fear is of the deceiver, the liar, the daughter, Satan, the liar, the father of the lie, the father of death. Fear comes from Satan. It is not of God. Okay? You must have courage to persevere. As the the word I learned from watching movies, cowboy movies and Indian, persevere. That means you keep on pressing forward. I press my way through. Okay. What ministry task that God has assigned to you? If God has revealed a task to you, follow the example of Nehemiah by seeking his will and his direction. First, seek his guidance in establishing your goal through prayerful planning and reliance on God's gracious hands as the source of success. Ask God first. Speak to God first. Plan with God. Ask God first. Before you make your first step, ask God to guide that step. All right. The work of the Lord on earth has operated in the midst of worldly opposition since ancient times. The midst of worldly opposition since ancient times. Remember that. Today's leaders 
should emphasize the importance of relying on God's wisdom and strength. And knowing God will lead and doing it. God's wisdom and strength. And knowing God will lead you in doing it. Nehemiah focuses mind and the people's attention on the gracious hand of God throughout the rebuilding of Jerusalem. What are the passionate what are you passionate about? Let that passion drive you to do what God has called you to do. There are many times in our churches and our communities that are sworn that are worn and need reviving. Identify in these areas and pray for God's direction in responding to the need. We said that be many times during this lesson. All parts of our lives get worn and torn down and need repairs. And in in restoring, restoration is important. Nehemiah faced enemies who violently opposed the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. Do not be surprised or discouraged when you confront when you confront criticism, opposition, and distractions in life. They want to kill the passion and vision God has given you. Do not let that happen. Stay focused and live life of purpose. Stay focused and live a life of purpose, following the purpose in which God has given you. Okay, next week's lesson, which will be Sunday, April the 25th, 2021, is overcoming losses and brokenness. How about that? How many of you have experienced losses and brokenness in our lives, in our financial, with our loved ones, with everything that we do? Brokenness and losses and losses. The devotional reading is the Lamanic Lamentations, the third chapter, 22nd to 33rd verse. The background script is Lamentation of Phil. And the printed text is Lamentation of Phil, chapter verses 1 through 22. And don't forget to read uh, the daily readings uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Home daily Bible readings. Each day there was a special message that will gradually open the light to Sunday's lesson. Now, Monday, April the 19th, praise for God's wonderful works. You can find that in Psalms 111. All right, Tuesday, April the 20th, God's blessings are intended for all. That'll be Zechariah, the 8th chapter, 18th to 23rd verse. And Wednesday, April the 21st, the Lord our Sovereign. That means Psalms 102, 12 through 22. Then on Thursday, April the 22nd, a plea for mercy for Jerusalem. You can find that in Psalm 79. Friday, April the 23rd, Mourn the destruction of Zion, Jeremiah the ninth chapter, 17 through the 22nd verse. And Saturday, April the 24th, God's mercy and love never end. Lamentations, the third chapter, 22nd to 33rd verse. And then on Sunday, April the 25th, remember and restore us. Lamentations, the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 22. A lengthy lesson for next week, um, 1 through 22 verses, 22 verses. So prepare yourself, focus yourself during this week to thoroughly grasp and understand the message, remembering and restoring us.
Let us close with prayer. Our Father, dear God, you have called us to rebuild the walls of spiritual renewal by making disciples to carry out your mission in the world. Guide the works of our hands so that we will be successful in every task we pursue for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you all for being here with us on this Sunday, uh, April the 18th. And uh, may God be with you during this week. Uh, stay safe. Follow instruction. COVID is not gone. There's still things taking place. And uh, just keep your focus on God and keep your hands in God's hand. And remember, before the tasks begin, ask God for guidance in doing the task. On behalf of all of us here at Antioch Baptist Church, we're Reverend Alan, Pastor. Um, we want to thank all of you, um, deacons and everybody there at Antioch, that are continuing to doing this service. We had a um, great service on the uh, second Sunday. Uh, lots of cars there with people in them, and we hope that continues to grow as God's prepare us for a better place. Worship wherever God has allowed you to worship and be saved. On behalf of all of us here at Antioch, number one Baptist Church, Donald Bryant, we thank you, God bless you, and have a great, great, great week. Thank you, y'all. Take care now.